You sound like a murloc. You're a murloc. Don't call me a murloc. You just got so offended for no reason. Well, don't call me a murloc. Took a coffee bait break. Coffee break. This is for you. We're wasting 10 minutes so you can say your one sentence. You're right. Okay, go. Ah! Hello, and welcome to Cast Royale, the Clash Royale podcast for casual players. <laughs> and I'm Joe, and this week we discuss big updates to the game, a few 12 win deck chat. Nope. A few 12 win chat. See, this is weird. And I'm Joe, and this. Nope. I'm Rob. A few 12 I'm win. Rob. A few I'm Rob. 12 win challenge I'm Rob. decks. <laughs> it's the worst start in the history of this podcast. Cast Royale, the Clash Royale podcast for casual players. I'm Rob. And I'm Joe. And this week, we discuss big updates to the game, a few 12-win challenge decks, and more. Boom. You did it. Oh my gosh, that took me like 18 and a half tries. (laughs) I am so impressed. It's a good thing not everybody hears everything that I mess up, but that took way longer than it needed to. I'm pretty sure uh, future Rob put the bloopers in the beginning of the episode. Oh, well, thank you, future Rob, for making me look really awesome. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, so, yeah, welcome to episode 33. Three. Um, three. Boom. Yeah. Uh, we had some fun stuff happening this week in the arena. Yeah, we did. Uh, and in this game from Supercell. So you want to just kind of dive right in because we kind of have a handful of stuff to talk about, even though there wasn't too much going on. Yeah, somehow, somehow there there was like you said, there wasn't a whole bunch of topics that came out, but we've got a lot to talk about. So let's dive in. Yeah, let's first start with our week in the arena. So would you like me to go first? I feel like I went first last time. Yeah, but little brother never leads. So all you boom. It's the motto of your life. It's a good thing to live by because especially if I don't have to worry about doing something first for the first time, because you usually do it first. And you mess it up, and then I learn at how you do it to do it better. So if we went to go get tattoos, you'd obviously make me get it first. Oh, there is no doubt about it. Like there is, <laughs> if you if you and I went to go get a tattoo, and we were both getting like a uh, I don't know what would we get? We would get like a Clash Royale crown chest on our chest. I feel like I would get B O, and you would get O M. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be really funny, actually. It would be funny. It would but be, I'd totally make you go first. It, I know you would. And it would be funny. It would be ridiculous. People would call us crazy. Uh, and plus, on my body, it would say B.O., like body odor. So <laughs> people, people, would, people would definitely have something to say about that. And on me, it'd be like, so what's... What's Ohm? Ohm? Like Ohm. Ohm. <laughs> Getting well, your zen on. Now that we've... Now that we've gone completely off the rails. <laughs> yeah, we just, sorry guys, we just went rogue. Um, yeah, so I actually was not doing too well in the arena this week. Really? Uh, yeah, right now I'm at 37.92. Um, but I told you that I put the log in to my purple flame deck. 
You did. Um, and it was working out really well. The, the reason why I wound up dropping so much is because I put in um, elite barbarians instead of barbarians. So that didn't help at all, actually, because it made the deck a little too slow. Sure. Um, I did something else and now I can't remember what it was. I don't know, but it definitely wasn't the log because the log I'm actually wind up pulling myself up. I was at like 3,600 earlier. Mm. I'm almost at 38, but you know, ups and downs. We know the trophy death spiral occurs, uh, but I'm working really hard to get to level 11 and I need like 1400 more experience. Oh, you're so so close. close. I'm so close. I cannot wait. I feel like that's going to make such a huge difference. It's going to be, it's going to be incredible, dude. I mean, We've spoken about this before, but the value that an that an archer tower or two or the you know the added value that your your crown towers just have in general when they're another level higher throughout the course of any given match is tremendous. Um, you're finally going to be able to kill level ten fire spirits in one hit. You're also you're also not going to have to worry about level eleven fire spirits both hitting your tower. Instead, only one of them will hit your tower. Especially if they're coming out of a furnace. You know how they come out two at a time? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. So if they're coming out two at a time and they're only level 10, well, then you kill each of them in one hit. They don't hit your tower. But then if, if they're a level 11, same level as your tower, then two hits kills one fire spirit. So by the time the, you know, the, the pair gets to your tower, one of them's dead, so only one of them hits your tower. It makes it a little bit easier over the course of like a, uh, a battle when you're facing like a chip damage type deck. That is a uh, a very valid point. Um, yeah, so I mean, obviously, I'm going to be really happy once I actually get there. Um, how about you? How's it going with you over there uh, in the good old arena? The arena's going pretty good, man. Like, I, I feel like for me, this week has been one of my better weeks, actually. I, um, I feel I, like you're always doing better than me recently. Yeah, I, I think... Don't say yeah. No, well, I, I'll tell you why. <laughs> like, I think... I think the reason why is because one of the the most prominent meta decks that's out there is the 2.6 hog cycle deck. The deck that we 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 featured and we spotlighted in in the in the last episode. Um Yeah, it's a good point. And hog cycle decks are like my playstyle. That is totally my playstyle right up my alley. For whatever reason, I just I, that deck clicks with me. You know, other people do very, very well with like beatdown type decks like giants and golems and things like that. Other people do really well with like mortar decks. I mean, I don't do good with any of those kinds of things. Um, I do very well with hog cycle decks. And it just so happens that in the current meta, the 2.6 hog cycle deck is super good. Um, it recently took me to my it, almost, almost my all time high. So I, I just recently hit 42.93. Whereas wow. My, whereas my if you remember, my previous all-time high was 43.11. And so I'm right at the cusp of where I was previously. And this deck is really allowing me to get there. Um, I mean, my rares are still level 8. I, I did finally just get my Hog Rider to level 9. But all of my commons are level 11. My one legendary in the deck is the Log, and it is level 1. So, I mean, in theory, my, my deck is, is relatively underleveled compared to where people are at 4300 and it's working out so you know i featured the deck before we featured the deck before we've talked about how well it plays if you have the opportunity to play the deck give it a go see what happens if it fits your play style boom definitely and uh 
you know, speaking of uh, being on the lookout for new decks, um, we found this cool website that actually Clash Royale wound up tweeting about and a bunch of people in the clan told us all about. Um, and it's called uh, The Deck Shop, right? Dude, have you had a chance to really truly explore this thing? I don't think this is something that you explore. This is something that you experience. Yeah, no, that's that's the best way to put it. I mean, this this website is phenomenal. It is so perfectly set up uh-huh. and intuitively designed to the point where anything that you want to see, like if you're looking for a deck, you go to this deck shop and it's there. You want to see how well your deck matches up against any other deck in any given meta? You know, most importantly, the quote-unquote current meta? It's there. You want to see what's going on in the top ladder? It's there. 12 win decks in the current meta? It's there. The history of decks, i.e. the museum? It's there. I mean, the thing that I find most fascinating about this deck shop website is... And, and, and Rob, we'll put the link to this, to this deck shop in the show notes, right? Mm-hmm. So if you're looking for the deck shop, check out the show notes, click the link, and head over. Because what you can do is just tremendous. You can click on a button within the website, and you can indicate what cards you don't have, what cards you do have in your current deck, and it'll rate your deck and tell you how versatile it is. Is it good on offense? Is it good on defense? What's it good against? What matchups or what other decks is it good against or what other decks is it not good against? What types of cycles can you have? What types of cards synergize well within your deck and how should you play them? I mean, it goes through every different scenario and lays it out in such a clean and concise fashion where anybody who plays the game, whether they're professional or whether they're just starting up, can very easily just kind of pick it up and interpret the information. It doesn't take that much skill to to read, right? Yeah, um, and that feature is called the deck check. That's right, and, and, and we should credit this website because it was developed by a person from Orange Juice's clan named Pavelfi or Pavelfi? Pavelfi? Pavelfi. Pavelfi. Either way, I'm sure, we're, I'm sure we're butchering the name. Oh, it's butchered. It's dead. I, I think I'm going to go with Pavelfi. <laughs> that's, that's my favorite one so because, far. Because why not, right? Yeah, why not? <laughs> and um, I got to tell you, man. This is honestly one of the best resources that I've found with, within the game because, I mean, you know, I mean, what we do is, is very simple too, right? We create decks all the time. And people want to know, what's good in the current meta? What can I do to succeed in the current meta? Mm-hmm. And here it is, very cleanly, concisely, and easily written out for you to read and for you to learn. Yeah, so here's a, I just went through it real quick. I mean, I've done this before, but I thought it would be a good time to just try it out again real quick. So the first thing you do is you pick your arena, right? So I'm in arena 10. And then the second thing you do is you're going to tell the system what cards you don't have. Um, That way it can make a better recommendation for you. Uh, So I don't have the Ice Wizard, the uh, Inferno Dragon, the Electro Wizard, or the Lava Hound. So nothing really that I play right now. So that's pretty good. Um, And then I build my deck. So I just built the uh, new and improved Purple Flame deck with the Log mod. Um, And then I'm going to do the check my deck. So what it brings up is uh, a deck rating. Um, It says take it with a grain of salt. 
Um, but the deck defensive potential is good. Um, the deck offensive potential is great, which is fantastic. Um, deck counters is good and deck synergies is great. Um, and then it goes through like things, uh, specific to the deck in terms of like deck problems. And then it gives you recommendations. Um, and at the bottom, it says with, uh, with our old friend, the, uh, the King with his two thumbs up, he says, you should be fine against all cards. Wow. Mm-hmm. See, so Under that deck this is good, man. Yeah. And it goes into even further detail if you, if you scroll down more and it has like an expert area, so it can give you like the shortest cycle. So the shortest cycle that I have in this deck is the log goblin or stabby goblins, as Joe likes to call them. Stabby goblins. The princess and the fireball. Yeah, so it's cool. I mean, there's like a ton of information if you really want to get into like the nitty gritty of uh, the deck that you're currently working on. And there's millions of options that are available in terms of combinations for cards. That's right. And I think the actual number, are you ready for this? The actual total number of possible deck combinations you can have, unique combinations. Are you ready? Ready. Nine billion four hundred and forty million. 350,920. Drop the mic, walk away, boom, wow. dab, swag, what up? That is ridiculous. And then people wonder how we never run out of decks to spotlight. Well, <laughs> yeah. Well, well, we have a new tool. <laughs> we got a new tool. Yeah. So definitely check that out. Like Joe said, we'll link it in the show notes. Um, it's clearly going to be a resource uh, for everybody that plays this game, and it should definitely be in your arsenal if you're trying to figure out how to make decks. Yeah, and, and I think the number one thing that I would use this for, I, you know, I think personally I would use this for the latter, but even more importantly, I would use this for the challenges all the time moving forward. Because when I spend gems, I want to make sure that I'm spending gems because I, I'm getting gold and cards out of it. And I'd rather learn a deck that I know works for other people and that works well in the challenges at level 9 tournament caps than try and create my own deck and see what happens. Completely agree with you. Another cool thing that happened, I guess it started happening at the beginning of this month, but seems to be a theme. For this entire month of March. Mm-hmm. Is that Clash Royale just turned one years old, baby. Boom. Boom. Did you see the video of the birthday cake? I wanted to be in that room when that was happening. I wanted to be that guy with the chef's hat. That guy got slammed in the face with cake, though. Let me tell you, dude. Watching that video in slow motion was tremendous. It was epic. Yeah. No, it was epic. Loved um, it. And a well-deserved uh, birthday bashing celebration. Um, and we're glad to be a part of it, especially since it's going to be a month long now. Um, uh, and we want to make sure that we wish uh, Clash Royale a huge happy birthday. So um, there's that. We would sing, but neither of us have really good voices. So we're going to hold off and save you guys from the trouble of listening to us. Yeah, that's a pretty good idea, Rob. But to Rob's point, we want to just give a quick shout out to Supercell and Clash Royale for putting out a game that has just been absolutely amazing. Gives us something to talk about either every week or every other week in the more recent months. But happy birthday, and we can't wait for the next one. Boom. Mm-hmm. And speaking of birthdays, we are sharing a birthday with Clash Royale because we are also turning one this month. Boom. Boom. Can I ask you a question? You can. 
if we're turning one, like if the podcast itself is turning one, would mm-hmm. we still be considered infants? Or is this like doggy years? Like, are we in our seventh year age-wise and we're like seasoned veterans at this point? That's a, that's a good, that's a really good question. And I don't want to sound pompous when I give you an answer. So I think the real answer is we're experienced. I think that's the answer. So we're like, we're like, uh, just going to college. Got it. So, so what if we're just going to college, but I still feel like an infant? Hmm. I would say that's normal. Great. Okay, good. So I'm good. Right? Yeah. No, you're fine. You're Perfect. totally fine. Good. Yeah. It's not just me. Uh, <laughs> no. Uh, so yeah, <laughs> we're turning one. Uh, I think the exact date is March 23rd. Um, so we've been teasing for the last couple of weeks that we have had something lined up, something fun, something special, something that we think, well, we know that we're going to like, but we hope that everybody else is going to like as well. Um, and today we would like to announce it. So... The next time you hear our voices on the next podcast for our birthday episode, we will be having a special guest, and some of you may know him by the name of Woody. Woody! From Reddit Alpha Clan. So we are extremely excited to have Woody on the show, and we can't wait to talk Clash with him for an hour. Boom. Boom. Dude, I cannot wait to talk to Woody. He has a Twitch stream that he puts up pretty often. Every time he's on it, I watch it. He's a huge face and name in the Clash Royale community. I'm super excited, and we really, really, really hope that you guys enjoy it. We're going to be talking anything Clash Royale related. Boom. Yeah, and hopefully, uh, you know, since he's uh, a professional, maybe he can give us some pretty good tips on uh, how we can boost our game up a little bit. Because one thing's for sure, we can use it. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Especially I can this week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's pretty much that. Um, and then the one gigantic piece of news that happened uh, this week, actually, was that Clash Royale um, released their second episode of Radio Royale, their podcast. And we found out, A, that their podcast is eventually going to be coming to iTunes. So, Joe, we will have some more company in the iTunes feed. So that'll be fun. Yeah, man. And, and right now there's not all that many Clash Royale podcasts, right? Like there's only a handful and there are, I mean, obviously us. Yep. We've, we've got the giant and the stick, which we've talked about in the past. Check. And pretty recently there's also been a brand new podcast called the crown podcast with the King. His name's Brian does a great job producing the show and y'all should check it out if you get a chance. But there's only three of us, pretty much. And this is pretty much going to give us another player in the, in the, like you said, in the, in the group. But they're going to be Clash Royale. So this is like the Godfather coming in to join the Mafia. You yeah, know? This is, that's exactly what this is. This is like Al Capone. <laughs> this is like Al Capone walking into like a billiards, into like a, a billiards pub or something like that. Exactly. Like, like this is going to be incredible for the space. Because you know what it's going to do? It's going to drive people to the podcast space, to the iTunes community, to the Google Play community. And I'm just super excited for it. The guys at Supercell, at Clash Royale, that produce the podcast, I got to tell you, man, I listened to this thing today. They are extremely entertaining. They are very funny. They obviously know a lot about the game. And they provide such insightful information that people can kind of wrap their heads around and be like, I can relate to you, 
even though you know way more about the game than I do, right? Like, I get where you're coming from, and it makes sense to me. They, they don't yep. talk as if they know more than you. In fact, when they talk about it, they dumb it down to the point where you're going to get everything that went through their mind from the ground up. And I think it's super interesting, and I can't wait to hear more of it. Yeah, I really don't think that I could say anything better about the podcast other than what you just said. Um, but I am having a great time listening to it because I'm all about seeing what's behind the curtain um, and learning a little bit about what's going on, uh, you know, behind the scenes. It's really cool to hear Sip and Bangs talk about, you know, the cards that they've been working on, um, you know, new game modes, which we'll get to in a second. All the things that we talk about on the show that we're like, you guys need to do this. And of course, they thought about it because they're a good, smart team that develops cool stuff for this game. So um, the biggest thing that happened, if you didn't already listen to it, is we are getting, as they put it, an outrageously new game mode. New game mode! Boom! Boom, dude. Did you hear what they actually said about this game mode? It's going to be incredible. (laughs) So first, let's just say that it's exactly what we had said that we wanted for like the last couple of weeks. So originally, this whole thing was supposed to be called Team Battles, but they wound up, I guess, in post-production changing the name to Clan Battles. So it's a 2v2 game where your crown tower kind of morphed into this double crown tower that's attached in the middle yeah and um it's really cool because the way that they're going to work it is that uh you essentially um every other week well right now we have the uh clan chest right every week and they're going to move that to the weekends so what they're going to be doing is switching that to every other week and then on the off weeks they're going to fill it in with the clan battles so essentially you uh offer up a game with one of your clan mates and you go against another clan. And it's cool because in the middle of the two towers of your, you know, your two king towers, it puts your clan symbol. So people know what clan you're like. It just, it looks so cool. Like I, 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 I'm glowing with excitement with how this feature, it, it is way beyond what I could have ever thought it could have been. Um, and it's really awesome to see like, you know, they didn't crowd the screen with you seeing your opponent's cards while I'm playing my cards. You each have your own set of elixir, which is fantastic. Um, they told us that the elixir pump only applies to the person that plays the elixir pump, not to both people, because it gives you way too much bang for your buck. But spells affect everybody, so that's pretty fantastic, which I guess makes sense, right? Um, and my favorite part about the whole thing is let's say Joe, which I mean, right now we can't really do this because unfortunately we're in two we're separate not the clans. Same clan. <laughs> right. So let's just say, hypothetically, in some weird dystopian future, you and I are in the same clan again. Yep. If we are playing together, while I'm playing, there's no way for me to really communicate with you. Right. right. So, how do you do that? And one of the hurdles that they overcame was. Well, what happens if when the one person touches one of their cards and starts to move it around on the screen? Well, what they're going to do is they're going to bring up the actual rectangular card and show what side of the screen it's going on as you touch it. So if you let go of the card, it drops the card from the screen. If you touch a different card, it pops that card back up. So I can kind of get a good idea if you're touching around on your cards, 
what you're going to be doing. So like one of the examples that they brought up was, oh, well, if I saw that you were going to possibly drop a golem, I could maybe get my skeleton army ready. Right. So if you can't tell, I'm freaking out about this mode. I couldn't tell. You're kind of like a little you're, you're kind of like a, a little kid that just got released from school early because their parents came to let them out. And mom and dad took them to Toys R Us and said, pick out anything you want. <laughs> Shopping spree. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, man. I, I got to be honest with you. Tell me you're not excited. I don't know if I've ever been more excited about anything that's been released in this game. Other than this, yeah, I mean, this is easily one of the most entertaining features that this game has ever had. I think the most fun that I've had playing this game, aside from at some points being fortunate in the latter realm, getting the draft challenge mm-hmm. and because I think that people love that challenge, and I think that this particular type of game mode is going to increase the longevity of the game by so much. Because here's the thing. It doesn't just change how people play the game. It changes how people perceive the game. Yes. And and the different possibilities that this can bring in the future are out of this world. I mean, they said it, you know, Sip and Bang said it when they were talking on on their show. They specifically mentioned that previously the game was coded to be a 1v1 type battle, right? Mm-hmm. But when you add 2v2, it's, <laughs> it's not really 2v2. It's four people. Right. And so you had to code the game to the quote-unquote nth degree. In other words, any amount of players can actually now be coded into the game. Mm-hmm. And that begs the question of, well, if you can have 2v2, what would 3v3 be like? <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah. And I guess eventually if you have the same, call it, sized arena, having too many people just exponentially increases the total amount of troops that can be on the battlefield at one time. Right. Eventually, I'm sure it becomes a little bit overwhelming and a little bit unmanageable. But 2v2, at least for the moment, before we see the gameplay and kind of see how it kind of all pans out, seems like the right number. And I got to be honest, I cannot wait. To play this, to play this game mode, but you want to know what I what I do kind of find a little bit weird. Hmm. I do find the fact that the only way that I can request this this game is if I go into my clan and I click a button, mm-hmm. and then the first person that say wants to click it back just clicks it back. Like, what if I want to play with you ah. and not Jimmy, but Jimmy clicks because Rob was too slow. Like Jimmy, Jimmy like, clicks. Jimmy. Sounds, sounds like a, a nickname of a dude that you would find uh, standing next to a jukebox in a in an old fifties diner. Jimmy, stop clicking! Stop clicking! Jimmy the button, clicks. Jimmy. <laughs> but seriously, like I, I, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to be to be a buzzkill here, right? I'm 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 legitimately just trying to say. I don't understand why you would only give the option to the first person that clicks and not someone that I, I want to play with. So let me ask you a question. Is that, I don't remember them saying that. Is that a hundred percent sure? Are you sure about that? That's how I interpreted it. I mean, if I'm, I, I'll tell you this, I've been wrong before. 
Right. Right. So, yes. That's your second motto. Little brother never leads and I've been wrong before. I've been wrong before. So I, I'm saying this because when I listened to the episode, that's how I interpreted it. Right? Okay. I interpreted that I click a button and then somebody goes in and they click it back. And I don't have the option of deciding who I want to play with. I just request a clan battle within my clan and then it pops up just like a normal friendly battle would. Well, that would make sense, too. I mean, that would not be my favorite way of handling it, but that would make sense, right? Because when you go in and let's just say, even if they do present you with what, a list of your clanmates, they don't tell you who's on. So you could be sending a request out to someone that isn't even there. Uh, well, that's a fair point, right? Because I don't even know who's on in my clan unless they're talking. Yeah. So listen, if Sip and Bangs are listening to this podcast for whatever reason on their coffee break... This feature's phenomenal. We love it. Love it. But we really, if that is the way that Joe thinks it works, that can't be the way that it works. It needs to be where you can select a specific person um, and then in turn, give us an indicator to tell us who is online in our clan. Totally agree. If I know that five people are online, then I'll put the clan battle in. If I know that one person's online, maybe I won't. That's right. So I don't want to be too quick to criticize the feature because they did mention within the podcast that this feature version one is simply version one. Version one. This is the prototype, right? This, is, this particular release is going to be patient zero. Right. And there are so many opportunities. There's so much potential to this game mode. They've clearly been testing it for a while. They've clearly figured out a lot of kinks and they've decided that these specific things work in different ways. And dude... I'm just so excited to see how it pans out. So I don't want to be too quick to judge. Let's just see how it turns out. And for now, let's embrace it and see what happens. No, I agree. I completely agree. Do you want to know another cool thing that I like about this feature? What? The elixir generation time is a little bit slower than it is in the normal game mode. It's like 85% of the regular speed, right? So in normal time, it's 85% of the normal generation speed. So if you're in the game in a 1v1 battle, you'll get Elixir at approximately, let's just round these out, approximately 3 seconds per 1 Elixir. Mm-hmm. But in 2v2, you get 1 Elixir 85% of that speed. But then get this, when the game goes into double Elixir time, so in the last minute of the game and then in overtime, it, it further reduces the generation speed than normal game by 70%. So if you were in the game in a 1v1 battle, you would take the normal elixir generation time and double it. So effectively you get, you know, one elixir every 1.5 seconds. Right. But in this game mode, you get 70% of that speed. So in theory, you're getting 70% of that speed. So you're getting it slower, even slower than it would be in the normal game mode. Right. So 70% of the double elixir speed, just to be clear. Correct. And then 85% of the normal elixir speed. Hmm. So what do you think the reason behind that would be, though? So they explain that within their podcast, right? And I, 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 what I got from it was the fact that, you know, when you have two people playing in a game, it's more than just doubling everything. It really becomes information overload on the screen. And in order to kind of combat that, to, to make the game feel like a normally paced game and not overwhelmingly fast with just way too much going on, they decreased how quickly you generate Elixir. And that makes sense, right? Like the slower that the team 
generates elixir, the slower that you're generating resources, the slower that you're going to play the game. Right. It, it just makes the game more manageable. And I think that that's the right way to introduce it. If it turns out that these things are too slow and people don't really like it, then they can increase them. They can always change it. But you don't want it to be something where it gets released and it's just completely unmanageable as a game mode and people don't enjoy it because then it's a, then it's a, then it's a fail, right? And you don't want to waste that opportunity. Yeah, that's a really good point. And, you know, I don't want to go too much longer about this topic because it was very lengthy, um, but it was full of a lot of fun stuff. Uh, and they also talked about like a possible uh, like developer mode where they can give, you know, the public um, cards that they are trying to make work, but they would mess up the regular game. So they, you know, they would put them in this special mode that people can test them out and see if they actually do break the game or if they actually are overpowered or weird things like that. Um, and they're also going to go back and relook at some of the, like the cards that they uh, threw out last time when they talked about, like the Trojan uh, Pony or the Ghost. Um, so it's going to be really, really interesting. I'm really excited to see them uh, being way more involved in the community so this is a this is a great first step couldn't agree more boom so we have a new section for the show um and it was brought to us by one of our listeners uh devin lloyd christmas cast royale 2 shout out boom boom and uh he lovingly calls this section the meta check meta check so this is kind of where he goes through the ladder um, and he looks at the top players uh, and he looks at all of their decks and he counts out all the cards. So keep in mind, there's a lot of work that goes into this. Um, and he has a list of every card in the game and he sees how many times these cards are played. And he did it across uh, four weeks, I think. Right, Joe? Yep. Four different weeks yeah. at a specific point in time and took a snapshot at one point in each week and tallied them up. Right. So... Very meticulous. Um, and he sent us this document, and it's pretty long, um, and we'll figure out a way to get it so that we can link it to the show notes so that you guys can actually see it. Um, but Joe, do you want to kind of give a synopsis of what he wound up finding? Sure. So I think the easiest way to describe this is that when you go through the top ladder, you wind up seeing what people use and how often they use it, right? Mm-hmm. The number one card used in the most decks over the given four weeks, can you guess what it was? Is it the card that I just threw into my deck? Was that card the log? It was. <laughs> then yes. <laughs> the log is currently in 60% of the decks used by the top players. That's crazy. This is clearly the number one card in the game. Ironically, the most, call it, Powerful, but I guess the best way to think about the word powerful is really impactful, right? Right. Because obviously the rocket is going to be more powerful than the log. But the question is, what value does that give? What impact does the log have versus the rocket have in the current meta? And seemingly, the log is just a better spell. Right. Well, you have to do a lot of work uh, throughout the whole game in order for the rocket to really pay off towards the end. Whereas the log can continuously... Uh, be a big punisher the whole time. It's a very fair point, dude. And I think I think the point there, like you just said, is the word continuous. And and when I think of the word continuous, I think of the word cycle right alongside of it. Mm-hmm. And the coolest thing about this card is that it does incredible amount of damage to a whole bunch of troops, offsets and displaces them, and allows you to cycle to your other cards. 
and therefore you should totally take advantage of including this thing <laughs> in your deck. That's why it's there. Um, yeah, so let's uh, let's let's read through his uh, his the rest of his meta check. So he says, um, "Ice spirit skeletons and minions are all nearly tied at forty two percent for second place. Goblin gang has come on strong and is projected to be in the top ten cards used in the current meta. The top win condition cards are the hog rider, hog rider, and the balloon, taking in about twenty percent apiece. The worst cards." in the game, which are funny to look at, are the Bomb Tower, the Dark Prince, the Mirror, and the Lumberjack, all used by a whopping 1%. And not far behind them are the Witch, the Wizard, the Mortar, Ice Wizard, the Guards, Goblins, and surprisingly, Elite Barbarians, all checking in at 2%. You know what's funny, dude? I could not believe the statistic on how low the use rates were at the top of the ladder for the elite barbarians. It's crazy, right? When you have this like summarized like this, it makes it makes what we're doing feel small. Like I'm dealing with problems with elite barbarians and it's not even like a real thing at the top. No. And there's something to be said about that, right? I think what that means is that the balance changes that were made to the elite barbarians if you remember, they were they were nerfed along with the Mega Minion and the Archers a little while back, right? Right. And I think the biggest thing to note there is that the Elite Barbarians are a very, very manageable card to beat if you know how to play your deck and you're extremely good at troop placement and you're a highly skilled person. And after their nerf, because that made a huge difference. Well, right, but that's what I'm saying. Once they're a balanced card, they're easy to right. deal with. Right, right, right. However, if you're not any of those things, and you're just like the average everyday Joe like you and me, the Elite Barbarians are still pretty difficult to deal with. <laughs> like, yes. Let's yep. be honest, right? I mean, I have trouble dealing with the Elite Barbarians all the time. And the fact of the matter is, I'm at like 42, 4300. I still face them all the time. And yep. And there's a reason why that's happening, right? It's because people can get away with using them at that trophy count because they're playing opponents that can't figure it out, i.e. myself. And, <laughs> it, right, I mean, I'm, I'm like no different than anybody else. But right. the difference is, for whatever reason, once you figure out your skill cap and once you can kind of get over that hurdle, the Elite Barbarians are pretty straightforward. And you, I, I watch TV Royale and I just, I see these people dissect elite barbarians like like they're uh, like they're stealing candy from a baby and i'm just like how <laughs> how did you just do that exactly they can take down a tower so fast still right but then but then i see people on tv royale and they're they're destroying the elite barbarians and they completely dissect them apart like it's a day job for them like it's no joke that's why we're not on tv royale well, that's fair, but I will say this: I, I have I have tried so hard <laughs> to get on TV Royale. <laughs> me, me too. Like, can I ask you a question? Have you ever like, have you ever uh, had a moment where you're like, you know, I could I could beat this guy right now, or or I could make it really close and yes. just see if I can yes. get like a fireball versus a rocket to end the game. Yes. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. I I, I do that all the time. It's probably honestly that's probably why I lose so much. <laughs> One day I'm gonna get on TV Royale and I'm just I'm gonna take a screenshot of it and then I don't know if I'll ever play again. 
it's it's fine. Um, yeah, so this is something that we think we're going to do regularly. Uh, thank you so much to Devin, and uh, we know that it, it it takes a lot of time, uh, and it's a it's across an extended period of time to get all these numbers for us. So um, we really appreciate him volunteering, and we look forward to hearing this uh, meta check next time. Boom. All right, so. We have some chests. Yeah, we do. Mm-hmm. And this time, you're going to go first. No. Yeah, this I, happening. I can't go first. For some reason, my screen is malfunctioning. It only... <laughs> it, actually, it's, it says it's locked. The, um, and then it's asking me for a password, and it says, Little Brother Never Leads. Is that what it is? Yeah. I can take a screenshot and show you it. Oh, no, 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 wait. I can't because my phone's locked. You have to nah, go first. I, I, tr- I trust you. I yeah, trust okay. you. Thanks. There's no way you could be lying about this. Right. How could I make that up? I couldn't even make that story up if I tried. <laughs> I know. <laughs> even if somebody paid you. <laughs> Ridiculous. All right. I have a crown chest. Crown chest. Here we go. 570 gold. Okay. Four gems. I don't four usually gems. get four. Yeah, but I don't usually get four. I usually get two or three. Two or three. Yeah, four's big, dude. Maybe, maybe mm-hmm. this is like maybe this is a sign. You're gonna get a really good card out of this. Something's happening. So what? This is this is gonna fizzle. Let's see. Seven, Goblin Gang. Okay. Seven, Musketeers. Mm. You think the next card's gonna be seven? Seven, seven, seven. No. 61 minions. Okay. And one mirror. <laughs> it's I mean, now that we know that it's now that we know that it's not in now the we know uh, it's, in <laughs> high in the meta check. We know it's not used at all in the current meta. I guess <laughs> yeah. you can kind of put that in your uh, in your storage bin and just see if you can use yeah. it later. Yeah, so that was that. Not my best crown chest. That's all right. Let's see what I get. I also have a crown chest. All right. So here we go. 538 gold. Ooh. Nah. Two gems. Hmm. You're going to get more cards. 50% of your gems. <laughs> I guess that yeah. means more cards. Let's find out. You're going to get more cards. 25 elite barbarians. All right. Four elixir pumps. pumps. <laughs> <laughs> Four furnaces. And 43 Goblin Gang. That wasn't so bad, actually. I could have done without the Elite Barbarians. I'm not a huge fan, but but uh, that was pretty good. Yeah, that was pretty good. Better than mine. What else you got? I have our beloved clan chest. Ooh, I do too. Did good. you get 10 of 10? Re- what? Did you guys get 10 of 10? Of course. Boom. My clan pulls it together real fast with this one. Yeah, we almost missed this one, but we we, we did it. We got it. I mean, I, f- I, feel, I feel like every time it happens, it slows down a little bit, but we always manage to hit it at the last minute. Yeah, people kind of kick it into like like sixth gear once it gets to like two hours left. It's totally nitro overdrive at that point. <laughs> totally agree. All right, so clan chest. 1,620 gold. One giant. Okay. Lonely little giant. Yeah. Six battle rams. That's not bad. No. Seven Valkyrie. Okay. Thirteen elixir. Pumps. One hundred and one goblin gang. I thought you were going to say Dalmatians, but it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's fine. You should have said Dalmatians, but it's fine. I get it. Goblins Cruella are, de Vil. Goblins are Sorry. okay. Yeah, all right. Next time. Next time. 139 Dalmatians. <laughs> <laughs> nah, 139 Bombers. Okay. Um, And the last card is three Goblin Barrels. And now I have enough to upgrade it to level three. Level three. You should totally do that, dude. I'm going to, if not, to just get to level 11. Yes, because you need <laughs> to upgrade cards. It yes. helps so much. Uh-huh. Your clan chest. All right, here we go. Just like yours, 1,620 gold. 26 arrows. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> 27 minion hordes. I need those. Why didn't I get those? Well, you know, it's funny. I don't really use the minion horde, so of course they're going <laughs> to give them to me. Right, exactly. I need those. 40 goblin gang. They love pushing cards, man. Yeah, they do. 10 Valkyrie. All right, I got 7 Valkyrie. See, again, you get more cards. That's right. 17 dark goblins. All right. That's pretty good. No. Oh. 147 elite barbarians. <laughs> of course, Only right? You. Like, I just said Only I don't you. want them. Only you. And then three skeleton army. Boom. Nice. That was a pretty decent chest. I couldn't have done without the elite good. barbarians again, but it's fine. The vast amount of elite barbarians. Yeah, that was that was tremendous. All right. Let well, me tell you. Let me tell you, actually, as we're sitting here, I just went through and upgraded a ton of cards, and now I need 993 more experience. Oh, you're so close. I'm so close. It's happening this week. You need to upgrade some more cards. Well, now I have no more gold, so... <laughs> nah, feels bad, man. Face <laughs> yeah, palm well, feels bad. Luckily, I got another chest. Whoa, what kind of chest? I have a big dog. What oh, I have a big dog, too. What kind? I got a magical. Ah, I've got a giant... That's good. That's hey. That technically, giant is bigger than just magic. Technically, but in reality, that is not the case. Correct. So I will do. Do you want me mine? to go first then? Because yours is going to be better. You want me to go first? All right. All right. All right. All right. I'll let you go. See, all right. the little brother does lead sometimes. Only once in a while, under right. very specific circumstances. Okay. <laughs> so, I like it. Okay. Giant chest. Two thousand and twenty-two gold. Wow, that was big. First card, guards. <laughs> how many? Wait, how many? One, just one guard. Like, just so I guess one. I guess it was just a guard. One total guard. <laughs> Where are my guards at? Bro? Where are my guard at? Where are my guard at? Oh man, that brings back memories of like episode seven. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Thirty battle rams. All right. And 273 Goblin Gang. Of course. Dude, I got about like 350 Goblin Gangs, this chest opening. Uh, of course that would happen. It's amazing. That is amazing. Cool, so that was a pretty um, good chest actually. I'm, I'm, I'm a fan. All right, you're up. Magical chest. All right, so uh, Arena 10 Magical Chest. You ready? Ready. All right, here we go. 791 gold. Okay. It's amazing how much gold you got over what I just got. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but you're going to get a lot of epics. That's true. Uh, four Goblin Gang. 
Okay. 19. Royal GG. GG. <laughs> Six ice golems. Okay. 65 mortars. Yes. <laughs> overly, overly <laughs> excited for the, for the mortar mauler. I actually am excited because I'm just giving them all to Sandbagger in our clan. So get ready, bud. They're coming for you. If you get a level 13 mortar, you're solid. That's true. Well, my mortar is level 8, and I believe this can help me get it to level 10. So maybe Boom. I should just do that. Mm -hmm. uh, 16 rockets. Okay. Pretty good. Three rage spells. Dude, you're going to get a legendary. I'm calling it. You why? Wait, why do you think that? Because you got three rage spells already. You've gotten your epics. You're gonna get a legendary. You ready? I hope so. <laughs> I, I, uh, let, let me just let me just preface this with: if this happens, this was not planned. Okay? Dude, if you get a legendary now, I'm gonna be ecstatic. I'm gonna freak out. Are you ready? All I'm right. ready. I, we're delaying too much. Are you ready? Ready? Go! 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 The log. <laughs> Is that the first time we opened up a legendary on the show? Wait, wait, wait. Yeah, because you the last time that you opened one, it was the legendary chest, and you got the lumberjack, remember? Yeah, that doesn't count. This was a legitimate chest. Yeah, and I told you that I hoped it was the log because I was guaranteeing it. I wasted all my gold, and now I can get it to level Let two. Let me see. Let me see. Dude, you really got it. Awesome. Wow, I'm sorry if I blew anyone's eardrums out. Me oh too, gosh. but I don't care. That was awesome. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. Dude, boom. That was a mega boom. Mega boom. Wow. You called it. <laughs> I called it, dude. And, and can I just tell you, we're so excited because after a full year of playing Clash Royale, a full solid year, I think between the two of us, we have only opened three total legendary cards out of normal chests. I opened up. You opened up a right. princess when you first got one. I opened up two princesses. Okay, but from still, regular but chests, still a, but still a just a princess. Okay, all right. So all right, all right. So one princess. Yep. I opened up a Sparky, off a normal chest. I think so, and a log. Okay, so three, and I've had one. So of of a full year of both of us playing, only four total cards have been opened up of normal chests. That I legendary. could have been making up that Sparky thing. It might actually be three. I think you're right. I think it's Princess and Log. I think me. so too, dude. I thought it was three. That's why we're so excited. We have a <laughs> bunch of legendaries, but we've gotten them all from the shop. And this is an incredible feeling, dude. I am super happy for you. I hope that you go to bed tonight so excited. I am. I'm going to be really tired, but I'm going to be very excited. Well, I mean, the fact that it's 1230 in the morning right now makes it easy to just want to go to sleep. But I mean, we're you got the log. You have to play games, right? I know. I know. I need to. Now I got to get gold, man, because I got to get that thing to level two. I'm tired of level three princesses surviving my level one log. I couldn't agree more. I have the same issue. Boom. Mm hmm. So since it's so late, let's move on to our deck spotlight. Deck spotlight. Mm hmm. And uh, we are running a little long uh, <laughs> in this episode to be starting a deck spotlight right now. So, a uh, little background is we ran a Twitter uh, vote or poll or whatever you want to call it. 
Um, and the topic was what was the best 12 win challenge deck? Uh, and Joe gave people three separate decks, and then the last choice was all of them. And the winning option was going to be the deck that we talked about on the show. So, of course, the winner was all three decks. All of them. Way to go, bro. That's what I do, man. I do that best. Going big or go home. So obviously we are not going to do all three decks um, right now. Uh, We'll probably just do the one. um, And we will put the other two in the show notes uh, with a full deck explanation so you know exactly how to play it. Um, We may touch on them again in the future, but... You know, we got the birthday episode, so definitely won't be next time. That's right. So to Rob's point, the the three decks, the full three decks and explanations will be in the show notes. On the cast, we will do right now one full deck spotlight. We'll mention what the other two decks are, but if you want to know how to play them, check out the show notes. Boom. So uh, let's go through what the uh, what the other decks are first, okay? And then we'll go into the one deck that we want to talk about. Sure. Cool. So the first one is lovingly called Gang Up, um, and it's a 3.5 average elixir cost deck that contains the Goblin Gang, the Knight, the Goblin Barrel, the Princess, the Dark Goblin, the Inferno Tower, the Rocket, and the Log. That's right. And the cool thing about this deck, which you'll get in the explanation, is that it is a solid and very quick cycling zap bait deck. Mm -hmm. Using the Goblin Gang, hence the name, Gang up, which seemingly, per the meta check, is coming up in the current meta. Yes. Boom. Boom. Um, And then the second deck is called Golem Beatdown, and it's a little bit slower. It's a 4.1 average elixir cost deck, and it contains, obviously, the Golem, um, the Minions, the Log, Mega Minion, Baby Dragon, Elixir Collector, the Lightning, and skeletons that's right and this deck is super super beat down type deck it's it's your normal golem deck you're gonna set that up with a couple of air troops behind it and when you're ready after you've got that elixir collector going lightning up log up (laughs) and pull the trigger baby because it's you're gonna destroy people yeah um and then the deck that we wanted to talk about um so (laughs) Ah, I love this title. So everyone has heard of the Goizen deck. Uh, So Joe and I are going to try and coin a term here. So we're calling this deck the Growler. The Growler. Uh Uh-huh. Because it contains, it's an, so it's, it's a 3.9 average elixir cost deck and it contains the Bowler, the Graveyard. See the, the Growler combination there? I mean, it's not Growler, but you know, Growler, the Growler. It sounds awesome. Growler, dude. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. The Electro Wizard, the Knight. Minions, the log, poison, and the inferno tower. That's right. So this deck is super, super good in the current meta. It's a deck that I got from our friend Isopa. Isopa is a Twitch streamer. He does great, great work teaching people how to use decks, teaching people about the arena. The battlefield, where to place troops, where to place buildings, how to how to work on their playstyle. He came up with this deck. He posted it on Twitter. I adopted it. Got twelve wins on my first try in the classic challenge. Immediately went into the grand <laughs> challenge and got twelve wins my first try there. 
And let me tell you, man, this deck is a powerhouse. Why, though? So, here's the thing. You have a tremendous amount of defensive ability in this deck. You have the Bowler, the Electro Wizard, and the Knight. You also have a building that's extremely defensive, which is the Inferno Tower. Effectively, anything that your opponent throws your way, you can not only counter, but you can either counter and destroy or counter and immobilize. Hmm. The bowler pushes things back, effectively making them almost irrelevant on the battlefield until they're dead. Okay. The electro wizard stuns everything, also effectively making them useless on the battlefield. Right. So if you combine the bowler and the electro wizard, you're constantly pushing things back while zapping and stunning them. So effectively, anything that your opponent throws onto the battlefield that's aggressive or is offensive or attacks your tower, mm-hmm. sure, you're going to take a couple of hits, but at the end of the day, you're going to counter effectively without dying on your, call it your troop dying, and you're effectively going to be building up a counter push. Right. So let's pretend that your opponent throws out a miner or any other card that can you know, be an offensive card. Mm-hmm. You're either going to want to throw out your knight, your bowler, or your, your electro wizard to, to deal with the heavy lifting of the defensive um, capacity, right? Okay. From there, you wait. You let your bowler, you let your electro wizard, you let one of them do the damage and you kind of just wait. The good thing about the, using the bowler is that it's very slow, right? So it kills your opponent's troops slow. And then it also walks very slow. So what that allows you to do is build up more elixir to generate an offensive push. Now here's the thing. If your opponent just wasted X amount of elixir attacking your tower, and you spent 5 elixir to defend it, and your 5 elixir troop is going onto the other side of the battlefield, Mm -hmm. you're effectively 5 elixir ahead of your opponent. So they're going to have to figure out a way to destroy your five elixir troop in the bowler, which is pretty difficult to deal with. Right. And it's very tanky. So here's the thing. As soon as your bowler starts to get a little bit closer to the river, not too soon, but as soon as it starts to get a little bit closer to the river, you're going to want to drop your electro wizard right behind it. Because effectively, you want to not only knock back, but also immobilize whatever defensive troop your opponent's going to put down. Mm -hmm. After that, as soon as your opponent is getting ready to defend against your bowler. In other words, as soon as your bowler is about to cross the river, you're going to drop the graveyard immediately followed by the poison right on the tower. The cool thing about that is that the tower is going to be focusing on the bowler and not killing your graveyard. And what's even better is that as soon as your opponent sees the graveyard spell, they're going to have to react to the graveyard spell. In other words, they're going to leave your bowler and or your electro wizard alone. And an electro wizard and bowler combination that are attacking a tower are pretty, pretty devastating. Yeah, that's a really good point. And I remember that we had told uh, someone that when we, you know, feature a deck, we'll try and come up with good replacements for the legendary cards that are in the deck. but for this, and we promise we are going to do that, uh, but this, this specific deck um, is very tightly uh, intertwined, so to speak. 
uh, and changing out any one of those legendary, because there's three of them, any one of them really makes the deck fall apart. Yeah. And to be fair, there's really no good replacement for the graveyard other than maybe the poison, but the poison's already there. Right. I mean, they serve two completely different purposes, and I think you need them both, right? I think, you know, for this deck, we, we talked about it a little bit, but the, the Electro Wizard is just one of the most crucial parts of the entire deck. Mm-hmm. The four most important cards in the deck are the, the, the Bowler, the Graveyard, the Electro Wizard, and the Poison. Right. Without those four cards, this deck kind of, like Rob just said, it, it, it really does, it falls apart. And I think the one thing that we did mention, but that we didn't really give enough credit to, is the amount of damage and how difficult it is to deal with when you put down a graveyard and right on top of it, a poison. Mm -hmm. There are so many troops in the game that wind up getting killed by the poison that it makes it very difficult for your opponent to deal with. If you try and play this deck quick, Mm -hmm. you will lose the game. Okay. If you try and play this deck offensively, you will lose the game. Okay. This deck is built around countering your opponent's moves and then punish, absolutely punishing them for, for, for just one mistake that they make on the offensive side when they overcommit to something. I could see that. I could totally see that. I can't tell you how many times I've, I've, I've won 12. Before, before this deck came, came to my knowledge, I won a total of one 12 win challenges and that was when I got the Electro Wizard about, you know, a couple of months ago. Mm-hmm. Since then, I've won three more, and, I, and I'm super excited. Yeah, so it definitely works, as you can see. Joe is the uh, living, breathing example of this being the best deck on the planet. Boom. <laughs> yeah, so that does it for our truncated uh, deck spotlight. Um, deck spotlight? Yeah, and we got another huge round of reviews on itunes um yeah, we did. 13 to be exact uh so we picked three and we're gonna read those right now cool let's do it all right so the first one is from archie poji archie poji archie poji from the u.s uh and he says my first and last clash royale podcast ever to listen to hi robin joe great podcast you guys rock and listening to you while traveling to and from work keeps me entertained and informed although i am still in episode 16 while writing this review i hope to catch up to the latest episode as soon as possible keep up the good work and continue to give us your avid listeners and followers and entertaining and informative content Boom. Boom. This was such an awesome review. Archie Poji. I don't know if that's the right way to pronounce your name, but <laughs> we're super happy that we're able to keep you entertained throughout your commutes. Catch up as quickly as you possibly can. That way you can get caught up to the current meta and you can hear this shout out because we truly appreciate the review. Boom. Boom. Um, and then the next one is from Munchkin11 from the US. Uh, and they write, The Best Ones. Since I found these guys a couple of weeks ago, I've been listening to their great content instead of YouTube. Hey, this is the best Clash Royale podcast, and they have a great sense of humor. During their last podcast, I used Marcel P's deck that they spotlighted. They have very good tips on how to use it, and I gained 300 trophies. You guys are great. Keep up the booms. Boom. You know, three boom emojis. Because it's boom, 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 boom. That's way Dude, too many. That's more than three. That was too much. Munchkin. His name's Munchkin, not Munchkin, right? Munchkin. 
Munchkin. I said Munchkin. His name is Munchkin, but I'm going to go with Munchkin because it just sounds more delicious. So Munchkin's cool. Yeah, I like Munchkin. Right. I mean, come on, let's be honest. So Munchkin. <laughs> <laughs> right. Thank you so much for the review. Can't believe that you like us better than YouTube, but we're super stoked about it. And what's even better is that you were able to use the deck spotlight for the Hog Cycle Marcel P deck, the 2.6 Hog Cycle deck, and it got you 300 trophies. Keep up the good climb, brother, and we hope it keeps going well for you. Boom. Boom. And the last review that we'll spotlight is from... Oh, gosh. <laughs> good luck. Here we go. I feel like I'm reading the, the, the number pi. You wanted to do it. <laughs> this one's from Mad... Two six four six eight four four seven four three six eight eight four seven eight five five eight from the United States. That was pretty good. You may have had one mistake, but I'll let it slide. That was amazing. Let's pretend it never happened. It's fine. It didn't happen. What happened? So from, from, from I'm just gonna refer to him as M Dog. Mad Max. Oh, I like I like Mad Max better actually. All right. So Mad Max writes probably the best Clash Royale podcast. I've looked for podcasts for Clash Royale, and Cast Royale is by far the best. It gives so much info and opinions on all things Clash Royale, from balance changes to new metas. If you're new to this game, or just like to play, I 100% recommend you check it out if you want to not only learn more about the game, but get better. It's pretty great. Boom. That was fantastic. What a nice review, man. Yeah, thank you so much, uh, Mad Max. Mad Max! Uh, we really appreciate those three reviews, and we really appreciate the ten people that left us iTunes reviews. So, real quick, uh, Kamirad from the United States, RNC Galaxy from the United States, Real Shay from the United States, Skippy760 from the United States, The Slimy Gamer from Australia, Australia, Don't Need One from the United States, Awesome Mick Man from the United States, Hunter Sitki from the United States, Sageye 2000 from the United States, and Jack Redberg 10 from the United States. Boom. Boom. Thank you guys so much for taking the time to write us an iTunes review as we mention every single week. It's the number one way you can help us reach more people, and you guys are just helping us shoot up into the clouds. In the iTunes. Clouds. Into the we're clouds. In the, we're in the clouds, guys. We're in the sky. Currently in the sky. We're <laughs> falling. We're falling at a rate unknown to man. Well, now we're falling. We're totally falling. Now we're falling. <laughs> now we're falling and we're failing. So we're fa <laughs> <laughs> uh, we got a new patron this week. Patron! So our new patron is Orion B. So Orion B goes by Hershey in the Discord. You might know him in the community. Orion, we cannot thank you enough for supporting the podcast, for supporting what we do, taking your hard-earned money, and, and supporting our show with it to, to allow us to keep giving you and everybody else great, new, and fresh content. From the bottom of our hearts, we cannot thank you enough, and we truly appreciate it. Yes, thank you so much. Um, and if anyone would like to become a patron um, for as little as $1 a month, you can help support the show. Um, there are different rewards depending on what tier you decide to uh, jump in on. Um, but the link for that is going to be in the show notes. Uh, and this week, we didn't get any PayPal tournament sponsorships this week. Uh, if you would like to sponsor a tourney uh that link is also in the show notes and we will put the tournament in your name boom uh if you would like to send us an email 
not as Supercell. You can send us an email at feedback at castrailpodcast.com. That's right. And like we've mentioned before, we have completely and utterly revamped, rebranded our Twitter account. If you'd like to reach out to us on Twitter and follow us, you can do so by using the handle at Podcast Royale. Right. And if you can find a spot open in our clan, uh, send us an invite and please be sure to write the word podcast uh, so we know that you came from here, which leads us to our next thing. So, Joe, if you ever want to know as soon as we have a spot in our clans, you should be a part of our discord. Please, please, please join the discord community. Because when there's a spot open or there's tournaments being run, we tell everyone there first. You can find that by going to castrealpodcast.com slash discord and entering the password legendary. All lowercase letters, legendary. You'll be given a link and you can join our discord. Mm-hmm. And we completely revamped that as well. That's right. Mm-hmm. Also, be sure to check out our newly revamped YouTube channel. So you can go to youtube.com slash cast podcast. Uh, you can get these really cool deck plays um, created by Roto Coco Loco, one of the members of our community. And we have also been trying to upload our podcasts up there as well. Uh, audio only with a cool backdrop, but another way for people to listen to the show. Boom. And as always, we still have our survey up, running, strong, and better than ever. Maybe slightly outdated, but that's okay. (laughs) It's definitely outdated. It's definitely outdated, but that's okay. Please, 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 if you could take two to three minutes to fill out our survey, the link is in the show notes. It truly helps us know who is listening to our show and what kind of content you're looking for. It also is the number one way that we create our deck spotlights. So fill it out for us, and you'll get something good. Boom. Boom. So that pretty much does it for episode 33. 33 in the books, baby. Let's go. Drop the mic. Walk away. Dab. Boom. Boom. Wow. We need to end this show fast and go to bed. Yeah, you're not kidding, man. (laughs) It's ridiculous. Uh, I wanted to ask you if you were excited for our birthday episode in two weeks now. Are you kidding me? I cannot wait. Dude, first of all, I can't wait that it's our birthday. Second of all, you better get me a really nice present. Third of all, I cannot wait for Woody to be on the show with us. <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, what about my present? I don't get a present? Yeah, it's, you can have whatever you get me. I want a shirt that says hodgepodge. That's it. That's all I want. I want a shirt that says boom on it. I would love a shirt that says boom on it, actually. Boom. Boom. So, without further ado, until next time... We will see you for another hodgepodge of everything! Hodgepodge of everything! Boom! Boom. Bye. Bye.